The Last Word with Matt Cooper. And you're welcome back to The Last Word. It's Ian Guider in for Matt this evening. Andy O'Donoghue is with us for Tech Thursday. Andy, we'll get on to some of the excellent gadgets you've had to make your home a bit more sustainable in a moment. But I'm sure there are many people who woke up this morning, looked on their X app or Twitter, as we used to call it, and noticed a big change about how you'd read news headlines on it. They have made a significant change, Ian, to the interface or how it looks. And what they've done, the core of it, is they have stopped displaying headlines for articles shared. Instead, they are only showing the article's lead image. So what that means is, let's say occasionally, every week I would post on Twitter uh, or X, the Last Word podcast link to Tech Thursday. And when I paste that link in, Twitter figures out what I'm doing and it grabs the Today FM image from the Today FM website it displays the image but it also shows the title of the podcast in my case or maybe a news story on Today FM or other websites so by doing this what they've done is they've taken away that headline and they display the destination website so the link so it would be todayfm.com but quite faintly in fact so what this means to me as a user is that to add context to what I'm posting, I have to type maybe my interpretation of the headline or maybe a short, you know, uh, 160 characters of a description of what I'm posting so that people can understand <laughs> essentially what I'm trying to say and then opt to follow the link. So. You know, Ian, I have to say, I quite like this because the replication of the headline... And I've said a lot of journalists about that who are all <laughs> complaining today. Well, the, 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 the headline um, was duplicated often when you tweeted. And I also think that this led to very lazy tweeting. People would just... Uh, post a link to an article and the headline will Guilty be there. Of that, I am... And well, and and so Elon Musk, and this came apparently, this came direct from Elon Musk. This was a change he wanted to make. He said it will greatly improve the aesthetics on um, Twitter. I think, though, as much as I, I'm tending to think I might like this, I think really what this is about is traffic. And what he does not want is people coming to Twitter, uh, seeing headline stories, and then following the links to Today FM or the BBC or CNBC. He wants more long-form content posted on the website, and I think he is going to release uh, new tools for journalists to do that. It's a big change, and as ever at the moment with Twitter, People, Twitter is becoming not just the host of the conversation, but the topic of conversation. Let's see where this ends up. Now, let's move on to, I think, a topic John Gibbons an hour ago would have liked to have discussed if you were here as well, which is how big tech is responding to environmental and sustainability concerns. Uh, so big tech have often been criticised for um, as, as part of kind of the e- in the eco conversation. And that smartphone in your pocket, Ian, is a complex device and it has an awful lot of stuff in it. And when I say stuff, it has a lot of elements and metals that are mined and they impact the earth, there's no doubt. I mean, in your phone, you have lithium, cobalt, gold, arsenic, palladium and dozens or uh, probably a dozen more. And those metals, mining them, has a significant impact and a social impact. So you have habitat destruction in Brazil, potential water 
pollution in Mexico. And in regards to cobalt mining, we know that countries like the Congo have been um, impacted. So that means that there is now increased scrutiny on big tech and on the supply chain of major tech companies. And, you know, some of them are doing really well. Apple has been at the forefront of a kind of an eco-friendly tech initiative. Their new MacBooks and iPads are made from 100% recycled aluminium. Uh, Apple Park, their wonderful looking uh, kind of donut shaped HQ runs entirely on renewable energy. Samsung have introduced these upcycling programs. And so your old Galaxy smartphone can be uh, repurposed um, into maybe a baby monitor or or an IoT device. And Google have done a really interesting thing. And they've been optimizing their data centers for years now, committed to carbon free energy by 2030. But they use AI models to predict cooling needs so they can reduce energy consumption. So big tech are not the bad guys that they are often portrayed in this. (laughs) Now, what can we do? What can we do at home to make our lives a bit more sustainable? There's a few things that I love and some products that I've come across recently and others that have been around for a while. But when you add them together, you actually can make a, you know, you can make an impact. And knowing that you're making an impact is also important as well. Um, One of the simpler ones that I love is a thing called the water pebble. And it costs about a tenner, about 10 euros. You can buy this online or in some retailers. And it's placed near the drain in your shower. And it monitors the water usage in your shower and then it signals to you using kind of a traffic light system of, um, you know, red, orange, green, tells you when it's time to finish up. And essentially the idea is that when you use it first, you kind of set a benchmark for your shower and it helps you conserve water. Very simple, but just a gentle little nudge to, you know, get a move on in the mornings. That actually sounds fantastic. Just 10 euro. Where is it available? Uh, online and uh, people can look up the Water Pebble website and you'll find it on uh, online retailers and I have seen it I think in one Irish retailer in the past I'd actually like to sound that myself now let's move on something that's going to cost you a little bit <clears throat> more on that will be smart solar blinds uh, these are very clever and they actually go on the outside of your house but they look like kind of old-fashioned Venetian blinds but they're not and they have solar panels on their on their exterior and they capture the sun they generate electricity but they also act as a blind as a sun sh- uh, as a sunshade so they reduce the need you know for trying to cool the house <clears throat> and increasingly that may be a concern even in our part of the world but solar gaps are the company I've come across and they, you know, they're not cheap, but of course, with our um, um, uh, potential for, you know, generating electricity from solar panels on the roof or with things like the Solar Gap Smart Solar Blinds, you could even have uh, take advantage of, of the feed-in tariff and generate enough power to feed this in and get, you know, your thirteen and a half cents uh, per kilowatt hour or whatever it is. They're a little bit more advanced than something like the water pebble, but a really clever idea. In let's move on to a couple of things. So this is a smart plug. So smart plugs have been around for a while, but they've they've gotten better and better. And there were a couple of really good makers. People will find makes like Tadu, T-A-D-O-O, I think, in their local electrical retailers, and also Eve, uh, Eve Energy. And these smart plugs are very clever. First of all, um, most of the newer ones have are equipped with a protocol or system called Matter. And there, that's the protocol from the tech companies that makes all these devices work together. So that's always worth looking for, making sure that you have it. 
What the smart plug uh, does is it integrates with maybe your Google Home or your Amazon system so you can tell Amazon or tell Alexa to turn the lights or tell the, uh, turn the plug on or off. But what I like about, say, Eve and Tado is they have an app that monitors the consumption through the specific plug that you have it on. So if you are getting arguments at home about, you know, well, the curling tongs or the television are using too much electricity, you can monitor it and everybody can make their point. But more importantly, what it can do is it can inform you about what are the expensive devices to run in your home, which as we come into the autumn and the winter is incredibly important. I want to ask how long you spend with the curling tongs on your hair. <laughs> let's move on to some more devices for personal use out there. And these are wireless keyboards have been around for a while. I mean, these are not going to be magically enhancing sustainability of your home. Um, you would think not. A big uh, kind of uh, pieces of plastic, essentially. However, there are some really good companies, Sengi, Nature Barn, and iClever. And what they have done is they have made bamboo keyboards and mice for your computer. So absolutely ingenious, Ian. Unprocessed bamboo is a sustainable alternative to timber and steel in more ways than one. So uh, bamboo's sustainability um, is great for making furniture and flooring and you utensils, but as it's so lightweight, it is really easy and cheaper to transport and has a very small carbon footprint in comparison to wood or steel. So iClever and other companies, they've made uh, bamboo keyboards and mice and they start about 40 euros and apart from the fact that they are good alternatives, they look fabulous. John Givens will let you away with that one. Just one more and this is something I think a lot of people would be interested in, a fair phone, something you can fix yourself. Now available in Ireland, I'm delighted to see Fairphone. They start at about 450 euros, which is at least 50% less than your fancy new smartphone, perhaps a quarter of your very fancy smartphone. Available, you can look at Fairphone.com and they are designed with longevity in mind. So it's, it, they, are, they have this modular design and they are kind of um, built with individual components and each component can be replaced or indeed over time upgraded. So they reduce the need to buy a whole new phone so you can upgrade a screen or replace it or the keyboard or the battery. You don't need to put it in a bag and send it off to uh, a fancy repair centre from your favourite um, uh, big tech company. You can do this yourself. They are, they work really well. The performance is excellent and it is a tremendous uh, what they would call a circular economy initiative and well worth looking into in. Andy O'Donoghue, thank you very much for that. We'll speak to you next week. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.